Good morning. Christ only always living in me. That's what the world should see, brethren. Christ and not us. If you would, turn your Bible this morning to Revelation chapter 20. I want to read a few verses before we go over our question this morning. Revelation chapter 20. Last week we spoke of what happens to the wicked at death. A scary subject. Today we'll be talking what happens to the wicked at the last day. This question and this study has been heavy upon my heart. I have dear loved ones that have passed, friends that knew not the Lord Jesus Christ. And it hurts my soul to know that there are still many alive and breathing today that will not know the Lord Jesus Christ. That will reject His offer of free grace. Revelation chapter 20 verse 11 will start. And it says, I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. Notice right here, there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Our question this morning is what shall be done to the wicked at the day of judgment? Our answer being at the day of judgment, the bodies of the wicked being raised out of their graves shall be sentenced together with their souls to unspeakable torments with the devil and his angels forever and all eternity. Let's pray before we go any further. Father, I pray that you do help me this morning, Lord. A very, very hard subject, a very, very emotional subject. A subject that those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ gristle against, Father. I pray above all things, Lord, that you would open sinners' ears this morning, dear God. That you would open their hearts to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why would a man die in his sins when you have given the way to eternal life? Help us this morning, Father. Help me, your unworthy servant, to proclaim this. In Christ's name we do ask it. Amen. If you would, turn to Daniel, Daniel chapter 12 in the Old Testament. The book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 12, a familiar passage when we speak of eschatology, the doctrine of last things. Daniel chapter 12, 
Look at verse 2. And the prophet says here, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. That last day there will be a resurrection of the righteous whose bodies are in the grave, and there will be a resurrection of the damned whose bodies are in the grave. Isaiah 26, if you turn there, back a little. Isaiah chapter 26. And the prophet here gives us a vision of that last day as well. In verse 19. Thy dead man shall live together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing ye that dwell in the dust for the dew is as the dew of herbs and the earth shall cast out the dead. Come my people enter into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself as it were for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth shall also disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. A great day of judgment is coming for the wicked on the last day. I'll read it to you. Ezekiel thirty-seven twelve. It says, Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Our bodies will depart from the grave on that great and last day. John 5, I'll read this to you as well. Verse 46, speaking Jesus here, and he said, These shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal turn to John chapter 5 if you would let's look at a few more verses there this great and awful day of the Lord when he shall come not as a lamb but as a lion to judge the earth John chapter 5 let's look at verses 25 through 29 Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which shall all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. He's not talking about salvation right here. Verse 29, it says, It shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. That great and awful day of the Lord, where he will judge the earth in righteousness, that he will avenge those who have not obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
If you would turn to Acts chapter 10, I'd like you to see something here. The Apostle Paul addressing Felix. Acts chapter 10. Let's look at verses 14 through 15. Never mind, I got the wrong reference here. I'm sorry, Acts 10, 14. I'm sorry, skip that. I got the wrong reference there. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. Anyway, I'll give you a brief synopsis of what Paul said. I forgot where the scripture was, but he was addressing Felix. And he said, for this reason that I stand here, that I believe in the resurrection. That on that last day, there will be a resurrection unto life and a resurrection unto death. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. Let's look at verses 6 through 10. You'll see God's judgment here in the first verse. It says, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recon recompense evil. I'm sorry, recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels and flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction, notice here, from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power, when He shall come to be glorified in His saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Isaiah chapter 2, if you go there, the great and last day of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 2. Look at verse 19 through 21. And you'll see the fear here of them that know not God. And they shall go into the holes of the rocks and into the caves of the earth for fear of the Lord and for the glory of His majesty when He arises to shake terribly the earth. In that day a man shall cast his idols of silver and his idols of gold which they had made one for himself to worship to the moles and to the bats. To go into the clefts of the rock and into the tops of the ragged rocks for the fear of the Lord and for the glory of His majesty when He arises to shake terribly the earth turn to revelations chapter 6 we'll hear this same language about that great and last day revelation chapter 6 verses 12 through 16 
And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth forth untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man, notice here, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand it? The scripture teaches us that it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. For us that know Christ, for those who have been effectually called, we know the grace of God. We know the love of God. And we know that he has not appointed us unto wrath, but unto salvation. But to those who do not know them, nothing but wrath and indignation is coming. For his justice must be satisfied. Psalm 79 verse 6 says this, Pour out thy wrath upon the heathen that have not known thee, and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon thy name. The scripture is heavy, heavy with so many, so many references to this. Isaiah 65, I'll read it to you, verse 15. It says, Behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh and the slain of the Lord shall be many. This scares me to death. I was in this number at one time before the Lord saved me. John chapter 3, it says that he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Matthew 25, if you turn there, we'll look at one verse. Matthew 25, verse 41. This is the parable of the sheep and the goats. He's not talking about people that were in the barroom every night. He's not talking about the drug addict out, strung out in an alley somewhere with a needle hanging out of his arm. He's talking to religious people right here. He shall say unto them on his left, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now we've heard many scriptures and much preaching. I know I have over my life about hell, about the fires, about the torment. 
But looking in the Old Testament and the prophets, it gives an explanation about how furious, how much vengeance that God will pour out on that day. Mark 9, if you turn there. Mark chapter 9, let's look at verses 43 through 48. Jesus says there, And if thy hand defend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter in the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Notice he repeated that three times. The fires of hell where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Three times repeated. Jude verse 7 says this, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh or set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. What Jude was saying there, such is what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah in that day when fire and brimstone rained down upon it as an example of what will happen on that last day to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. A heavy subject, a scary subject, and I do not want to miss an opportunity this morning to offer the gospel to those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Why would you die in your sins? Why would you hear this and say, I'm okay. I'll pass. If you would, let's go to Psalm chapter 2. Not a very long psalm, but a very, very important one. And it talks about the futility of kicking against the goads of disrespecting God, sticking your nose up, thumbing your finger at Him. Why does the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed. His anointing meaning the Lord Jesus Christ. Saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Notice in 4 it says, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath 
and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon the holy hill of Zion, and I will declare the decree of the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. And listen to this language right here. It says, Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Not just throw them out in the trash. Utterly destroy them. And in verse 10, Be wise therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry and ye perish from the way when His wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in Him. Are you outside of Christ this morning? I would implore you Kiss the Son, lest He be angry and you perish in the way. Call ye upon Him while He is near. Forsake your evil ways. Turn from your sin and turn to Christ. I'm being very passionate this morning because your soul is at stake. Please hear what I'm saying. Why would a man or a woman die in his sins when Christ has made a way? Blessed are all they that put their trust in Him. Hear the fear and the anger and the wrath that was brought forth this morning that He will pour out upon them that know not the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't take me wrong, I'm not trying to say this in a way to scare you into making a decision or anything like that. Nobody wants to go to hell. Do you want Christ? I'm not asking you if you don't want to be punished. Do you want Christ? Do you want to turn from your sin and turn to that perfect one? Let's pray and dismiss. Father, we thank you. We thank you, dear God, that you have made a way. And I pray, Father, there be someone in this room this morning, Lord, whether they've been in church their entire lives or those listening on Facebook or sermon audio one day, if there be someone that's outside of Christ, that they would consider their soul, that they would consider their eternity, that you would give them eyes to see and ears to hear this gospel message, Lord, that how you died on a cross and that how you were buried, and that how you were resurrected on the third day. And that that atoning sacrifice, if we would put our faith in what you did in our place, we would have eternal life. I pray for the rest of this morning, Father, the time with the children, our next hour service, Lord, be with our brother Jimmy as he brings the word. And Lord, for us who are saved, we thank you so much. Oh my God, we thank you so much that you delivered us from the wrath to come. In your precious name we do pray and ask these things. Amen.